are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, Factor Technology helps uh, folks, especially consultants in the well and drilling industry, understand uh, how to map these wells at scale, right? Using a different kind of technology. They want to focus on getting more well bore in the pay zone, as Hugh said it. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, they're working with six customers, half dozen customers today. Bootstrapped, which we loved, uh, love, launched in 2017, hoping to break a million bucks in revenue next year. We'll see what happens. Hey folks, my guest today is Hugh Winkler. He is trained as a ge- uh, geophysicist and experienced in web architecture. He invented a technique for well positioning using machine learning technology. With two partners, he founded Factor Technology to commercialize this technique. They acquired their first early adopters in 2022, and he previously founded Wellstrom, which is acquired by uh, Enveris, which is Drilling Info, in 2012. Hugh, you ready to take us to the top? You bet. All right. So, so I guess, tell us about this technology and why do people care about uh, what is in a well? Well, everybody's drilling horizontal wells since, uh, you know, for the last two decades. And, uh, you know, for the last 20 years, people have been kind of using an ad hoc sort of heuristic method to position them. So you drill it down two miles and then you drill it across two miles and you want to stay in the, in the formation that you're targeting. And they've got various methods for keeping it in the formation while they go two miles lateral. What's the most popular formation before what you've invented? The the popular formation. Sorry, not formation, technique to stay in the formation. So you're going down two miles and across two yeah. miles. What's the, what's the most popular? Geosteering. They call it, there's, there's directional drilling and geosteering is what guides directional drilling. And so the geosteerer is usually trained in, in geology you know, reads uh, measurements that they take down hole. And he sort of uses his um, intuition and his knowledge and historically uh, uses some desktop computer assistance, but also his, the seat of his pants to keep the well, you know, in the target formation. And this has worked pretty great for the last 20 years. It's, it's not that it's uh, failing, but it turns out that, that there's a big, it's a big stress on an individual having to do this job. And so every 20 minutes, you get some new measurements in and you've got to, you've got to read some uh, wiggly lines on a screen that are measurements and figure out what that means as far as the geology. And then, you know, if you make a wrong decision, you've steered your wellbore out of the productive zone and possibly into a hazard that could cause you to, you know, a very expensive sidetrack. So it's a high stress uh, decision that people have been making. Yeah. And, and you've got, uh, sorry, Hugh, just to dumb this down for folks that don't know the well and drilling, drilling business, you know, you know, really well. So ExxonMobil is drilling something new. They're fracking whatever in Texas. They'll, they'll pay someone to go out and do this drilling to understand what the economic opportunity is before they spend all the money to actually do the drilling. Is that, is that what's at stake here? That's what you help with? They're actually, this is actually during the doing the drilling part. Ah, okay. They're exploiting the field and they're drilling all these horizontal wells. 
and they've gone out and made a map of what they think the target zone looks like, but nobody, you know, you can't see what's 20, 10,000 feet down under the surface. So they're blind. And, and as they're drilling along, they try to use these electronic measurements down hole to determine where they are geologically. Interesting. And what, what, uh, forgive me for my naivete here, but if you know, if you go down two, two miles, you're going to hit, you know, a slice, right? That is, I'm going to make this up 300 yeah. feet deep of, you know, frackable oil or whatever. Why do you need to know what the pattern is? The left, right? Why can't you just keep sucking from the same spot? Why do you have to, why do you have to go to the horizontal? Why do you have to go horizontally? Uh, if the more well bore that you can expose to the formation, the more oil you produce out of there I because see. the kind of formations they're producing in Texas mostly now are no longer the rich flowing ones, you know, with gushers that, that doesn't happen much anymore. What happens now is that they have to, they have a little trickle coming in after and only after they fracture the well. So you drill this two mile horizontal hole through that pay zone and hopefully your whole well bore is in the pay zone. Interesting. So idea. your argument is pay for our software. We're going to help you make more money um, by spending less money as you exploit, you know, these, you know, much smaller pay, pay zone areas. There you go. You'll have more well bore in the pay. Interesting. So who's using you? I mean, you mentioned ahead of the call that you're selling like financial institutions. Are you, is this more a research tool for hedge funds or is it actually being used in the field by, you know, ExxonMobil or someone like Exxon? Oh, no, no, no. This is all about, uh, this is, these are for operators and, and their consultants. So it's, yeah. So we, we've got one uh, top 10 US company using the software and several smaller, uh, uh, consultancies so a lot of these big companies outsource this function because it's it's uh, <clears throat> a, a person has to stay up all night watching screens and mm-hmm. they don't like to do it themselves mm-hmm. so they outsource the the job to workers you know, who work in shifts watch the screens take the measurements and guide the wells and so that's the way it's been done historically and now we're trying to convince people that instead of outsourcing it, this menial sort of uh, all night work, you can automate the process by feeding the data directly into our software, uh, setting alerts. We compute the answer instead of just, you know, nobody has to make a lot of judgment calls. Mm-hmm. When you're and Hugh, using what are, software. what are you billing against? Like, are you billing against, Number of miles tracked, uh, size of payload area. Like, how do you build? Similar. It's like it's a day rate. Okay. Every day you use the software, you you pay a certain amount. Okay. What if I am cheap and I want to take advantage of your software as much as possible? So I just do all my work in one day, then I'm done. Well, that's possible, and I encourage you to do that. Uh, but you can't. Uh, I mean, if you're out. If you're, for instance, if you have a well that you want to know where what happened to it retrospectively, you drilled it last week and you want to know whether it's in zone or out of zone, you could do that. But while you're drilling the well, you want constant updates. So pretty much a user is going to uh, use it 
while they're in the lateral and pay us per day as you extend the well. So that could be five to 10 days. So is it just per day rate or what if I'm using you daily across 10 wells? Do I also pay a per well rate? We have a enterprise uh, edition as well that doesn't work on a day rate. So it works on a package. And then we sit there with the, this is for the majors and large U.S. oil companies. And they'll, uh, you know, they know what their drilling program is going to be for the next quarter, for the next four quarters, really. And, measured by uh, what, though? Do they know that they forecast that based off number of wells or what's the unit measurement? They have leases they have to exploit within a certain amount of time because they're, they have to drill these leases once they've leased them uh, to keep them under lease, actually. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So they know, and, and they have to contract with the drilling contractors ahead of time. So they're able to come to us and say, you know, we're going to drill 40 wells as next quarter. You know, what's the, what's our package. And do you charge everybody, no matter the customer, the same day rate? Uh, the enterprise has a different rate. I see. Enterprise gets a lot more service. They have a, um, the, the regular day rate people, uh, are willing to stick their credit card in and okay know, so it is a credit card sale it's like 10 bucks a day or something like that well it's in, yeah it's like well it's 90 dollars a day but it's not nine zero 90 yeah okay okay yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and, and that's suitable for these consultancies that are you know have they don't have a lot of bureaucracy they don't have they're not public companies but if you're a public company you're asking a lot more of us and one of the things you're asking is compliance. So we're SOC 2, yep. type 1, and type 2 compliant. And we're, uh, uh, and additionally, as a, as a big enterprise, you have a bunch of automation in the field so that unlike the small consultancies, you've got uh, continuous data feeds coming in. So you're running the software not <clears throat> intermittently, but continuously. Mm-hmm. And who's and we? we? How many folks are on your team today? Uh, there's six of us. Six of you. Okay. And how and are you the three, engineer? Three founders, three founding partners, and an advisor, and uh, a couple of programmers, and um, an intern. Do you program? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So three engineers, including you. You're one of the two, the three co-founders. Were you guys nice at the beginning? You just split, it e- split the pie equally or what? At the beginning, Yes. And Something now we've changed. been self-funding for the last several years. So the the ratios have diverged a little bit. I see. So can I decode that? If you decide to put in your own money, you might get more equity because you put in yeah. more of your own capital to fund. Sure. I see. I see. Um, okay. So you are bootstrapped today, 100%. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, Why did you make that decision? A lot of people choose to raise. Well... At first, we were we did go out and pitch everywhere, and we got a lot of response. And then um, COVID happened, mm. and then oil went to minus forty dollars a barrel, and nobody wanted to talk to us about anything for a while. And we wanted to keep the company going, so we just decided to keep it going. And we would maybe change it into a little. Um, Instead of being a big vision company, you know, because we did this technology is pretty unique in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think it's been, uh, you know, understood yet. I mean, by many, but we do have people who understand it. But um, 
but I think it'll eventually prevail so that in five years, nobody, nobody's manually doing geosteering the old way. Yep. They might be, might not be using our software, but I think in five years, people will all be doing it in this computed automated fashion that we're pioneering. So Understood. we didn't leave it. We couldn't leave the company and we decided to keep it going. And we nursed along a couple of little tiny customers, consultancies and, um, uh, and Hugh, how, how many, how many, how many, how many customers are you working with today? Is it still like a handful? One, two, three? Yeah, a do- half, a half a half dozen. dozen. Okay, um, and we, and we never of, asked. We never asked actually when and you one launched. One of them is a giant, you know, twenty billion dollar. We do have a giant twenty billion dollar company, so I feel good about when that. When did you launch the business? What year? Ninety seven. Uh, nice. Twenty seventeen. I was about to say, holy mackerel. All right, yeah. so twenty seventeen startup. Yeah, yeah, six customers, and I guess how do you, you know, one one benefit of SaaS is you have predictable revenues, so you can hire knowing you can pay salaries. But if you're charging a day rate, I guess I imagine it's really hard to predict if someone's going to use you, you know, next week or not. How do you try and create predictability in your revenue stream? Well, we haven't really had to. That hasn't been, you know, we're not uh, profitable yet, so we're not, you know we would like to just have a revenue stream first <clears throat> and I'll worry about predictability after that. Well, the I mean, don't you potentially have, don't you potentially have to change your pricing model? That's, I mean, that's sort of my point, right? Um, 90 bucks a day, if people can turn offer on so easy, it's really hard to build a recurring stream. Well, don't you? Yes, of course. But don't you love it as a customer? The ability to use, pay for just what you use. Well, I think if that was the case, you'd have more than six customers. Yeah. Well, I think you have to, what we're doing is you have to adopt. So we're going to transition, you know, we're hoping to sell more of these enterprise systems, but, um, you know, that was sort of our strategy as we crossed the little COVID, uh, chasm Yep, was to just keep the company going and just try to get users and we don't care how we get them. Yep. How did you get your last customer? Can you tell me the story? Uh, we went out and recruited a consultancy that we talked to pretty closely. You know, I go and visit him. I didn't get him through the internet. Now, actually I did. If you mean my, my very last, I mean, you know, every few days we get a new trial and I think that our software requires a sort of a change of, of, um, workflow for, a lot of these consultancies. So they need a high touch experience with us. And so far we're really, you know, one, one thing I would say the arm's length approach is not giving us that ability to go in and coach them and uh, bring them along. So I think we lose customers through not understanding how to use the software. Understood. I mean, what are your goals? Do you think you can break a million dollars of revenue this year? No. What year do you have a plan for? I was sort of what year you're targeting next year. Next year. Okay, cool, cool. And, uh, well, listen, we're rooting for you. We hope it works. I Thanks. love a niche. I love a niche product like this. So I'm especially bootstrap. So on that note here, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, your favorite book. Uh, God, this is one I just read. How about that? I just read, uh, Julian by Gore Vidal. Okay. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? 
Oh, God. Uh, no, but my favorite CEO in the world was Alan Gilmer, the, the CEO of Embarrass. Interesting. Embarrass. Okay, number three, what's your favorite online tool for coding? Oh, uh, well, we're, you know, I hate to say Visual Studio Code, but, you know, that's, a, that's sort of the... That's the fair. That's fair. Hugh, uh, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Sleep. How many hours of sleep? Six. Six. Okay. And situation, married, single, kids? Married. No kids. No kiddos. And how old are you? 65. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. It's all going to work out. (laughs) Guys, Factor Technology helps uh, folks, especially consultants in the well and drilling industry, understand uh, how to map these wells at scale, right? Using a different kind of technology. They want to focus on getting more well bore in the pay zone, as Hugh said it. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're working with six customers, half dozen customers. They bootstrapped, which we loved. Uh, Love launched in 2017, hoping to break a million bucks in revenue next year. We'll see what happens. Hugh, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.